This is Papa Smurf. You're listening to Our Lifestyle, the podcast with ODB and the mayor. Yo, this is Rob Maji, and you're listening to Our Lifestyle Podcast. Yo, 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 it's ODB from OLP, and this is episode 334 of Our Lifestyle Podcast, also known as OLP. So thank you guys so much for coming back. If you're a new listener, please subscribe. We've got a jam-packed episode. Some of you possibly are coming here just to hear the legend, Damian Fulton, who created the character Radical Rick, and if you're here... Because of that, thank you so much for giving us a chance. Again, subscribe. It's free. We've been doing this podcast about eight years, and we talk old school BMX, mini trucks, of course, hip-hop, pop culture, and so much more. So, again, thank you very much uh, to all of the longtime listeners. Welcome back to another episode. We know in 2023, we are doing bi-weekly episodes. We did four years straight of weekly episodes. So this is giving us a little much-needed break every couple weeks, although still recording, still plugging away, still plotting and planning, but it allows for us to produce even arguably better content. So uh, we cannot thank our title sponsor enough, Scraping the Coast. Uh, They have an annual show every June, the third weekend of June, and we actually just came off of Scraping the Coast. So we'll talk a little bit about that. I will uh, shortly. Now, Miggity Mike the Mayor, he is out. He's out like Hollywood Mike Miranda was in the Rad movie. And Mike is on gallivanting, a.k.a. vacation. He gallivanted right from Scraping the Coast to uh, Orange Beach and then over to Panama City in Florida. So uh, hopefully he's going to get some R&R because we're going to put him back to work soon. I promise you that. But again, we can't thank Scraping the Coast enough. If you're involved in the car or truck scene, please join us next year in Biloxi. Again, the third weekend in June for next year will be the 22nd annual. Of course, they were voted in the Mini Truck Hall of Fame last year in 2022. But uh, again, we look forward to Scraping the Coast 2024 next year. Now, on this episode... Again, I did mention there, many of you see the thumbnail or what I call or refer to as the cover art uh, for this episode, and it is Damian Fulton. Damian uh, even joked a little bit with me through email as well as when I introduced uh, something later that you'll hear on the audio when I introduced him uh, in terms of something that's going to tie into BMX. Of course, I mentioned Radical Rick, and for those that don't know, Damian Fulton he is the guy that created the Radical Rick character. And most of you are immediately going to know who Radical Rick is. But if you don't, if you're like, you know, I kind of remember that. I don't have as good as memory as ODB. You know, I grew up doing some crazy stuff. Uh, just go on Instagram and type in uh, Damien, D-A-M-I-A-N, Fulton, F-U-L-T-O-N. And you will see Damien Fulton, the artist. And he is just under 10,000 followers, and he is behind, again, Radical Rick. So when you see these images, his his awesome artwork skills, you're going to go, boom, I remember that. Uh, And, of course, we're talking about 
you know, people of my age are probably going to remember it. And then many of the younger cats, they're either following him or their dads talked about it. Uh, or however you know, but you'll see that little kind of BMX guy, a.k.a. Radical Rick, and you'll immediately transport back to, hey, I know that guy. So Damien is on. I can't thank him enough. And I get to give a shout out. I don't know for a fact. I know Sean is listening from Rad BMX Builds. Thank you so much, Sean. If you did put in a good word, can't thank you enough. You know, maybe Damien was like, yo, is this guy kind of crazy? This ODB guy, should I go on his show? Uh, whether you put a good word in or not, I know that we exchanged the message back and forth and you said, yo, Radical Rick, a.k.a. Damian Fulton, he had texted you after he did the audio and that was cool. You know, so it sounds like Damian is ramped or he's amped up as I am. So we're going to get to that uh, here in just a few minutes. Um, now, uh, last weekend, we I want to let uh, the record show that on June 24th, 2023, so 6 24 a huge announcement was made that relates to our mini truck scene. If you didn't see this or didn't hear this, you must have been sleeping under a rock. Maybe you're not on social media, and that's okay. But Mini Trucking Magazine is coming back. And uh, that's thanks to Logan Wade and, as far as I understand, a few other individuals we're going to cut away here in just a minute. I'm going to call Logan in just a minute, and we're going to talk with him. Let's get uh, the information from the source, right? Let's hear it from himself, Logan Wade. And I saw some of his posts kind of leading up to it, and that you know had me on high alert. My antennas were kind of up. So that is something we're also going to hear from Logan here in just a minute. So we're super stoked about that. Now, uh, I want to thank our our partner, Hammered Weekend Wear, uh, for the continued support. And I would ask if you go to H-A-M-M-E-R-D, weekendwear.com, you're going to see that they actually have two new pre-sales. So if you're a day one listener or um, weekend one listener, the pre-sale, my understanding, I believe, is going through. Typically, they last about a week, and they've got the tacos and tequila, huge uh, tip of the cap to Joey Whitby. I know this is probably something he's been, uh, you know, super stoked about. But uh, the relaxed taco, Eric Coleman, rest in peace, painted Tacoma, is on a shirt. I love the colors. Graphic disorder kills it. But of course, those ideas come from the minds of the kinfolk over at Hammered Weekend Wear. But you also have Game Over. I'm thinking little flip track in my mind. Little flip. Game over. You guys know the tr- the song. Uh, Michael Santella's Forerunner. And this is an awesome 80s throwback. The master uh, of art, Gooch Laid Paint, skills on this um, Forerunner. And Michael Santella, I know I don't get a chance to um, you know chop it up with him all the time. But, of course, I talked to Michael at Mini Nats. Uh, he's an old Spectrum Minis guy. So we got to eventually get him on. But I tell you what, both of these designs are you know ones that i just go man i wish i would have launched that because they're super cool so again if you want to show some love h-a-m-m-e-r-d weekendwear.com go show these guys some love so the uh episode overview is brought to you by hammered weekend wear and with that being said let's go ahead and call logan wade right now i'm going to dial the digits okay i've got the old phone you know when people say pick up the phone that started from, of course, the old days when you actually had to pick it up off you know, the deal that it was sitting on. My dad was a phone guy, so 
uh, you know, that's where I learned how to <laughs> pick up the phone back in the day. But let's do this. Let's call Logan Wade with the breaking news that is less than a week old. Let's do it right now. Hey, hey, as I mentioned, we're going to do kind of breaking news here, and we've got Logan Wade. And Logan, I just want to say, hey, thank you for taking a minute uh, to take our call. Uh, we really appreciate it. Yeah, well, thank you guys for having me on. I, I appreciate uh, appreciate this opportunity. Yeah, no problem. I met you. I don't know if you remember. I think we met at the Spark Show a couple years back, and I know you've been out there really pounding the pavement and you know doing your thing from a photography standpoint. We've seen your name in different publications, but you announced on Saturday, uh, along with Adam Tripp and I think a few others. Can you kind of talk a little bit about the huge announcement that you made that is such a great thing for our truck, mini truck scene? Yeah. So I, uh, I, I've been working a little bit behind the scenes. Um, as you said, uh, you know, out there at a lot of the shows doing, uh, photography coverage, getting features, what have you. Um, but on Saturday at, uh, East Tennessee showdown, I decided to make the big announcement that I officially, uh, am bringing mini truck and magazine back to life. I, uh, it, it's been kind of a, a big process. Um, but I've had some good people help me. Um, Chase Yance and I kind of tossed around this idea actually about a little over a year ago as we started building my S10 uh, for the tech features that we've been doing. Um, he's been in the mini truck scene for a long time and, and grew up in it. And uh, we had long conversations about uh, what truly the mini truck and magazine was back in the day and what it meant to him. And, uh, what it really meant to the community. And so I started talking with him about it because I didn't really know what ever really happened. And, um, you know, next thing comes along and, and a year later, and here we are, I've, uh, I've trademarked it. Um, and I'm trying to resurrect this magazine to bring it back to life and, and really show people that, yeah, this mini truck scene didn't go away. It didn't leave. It never died. And it's still going strong and people, you know, are, are there to support it. And, uh, and this community is ever growing. Um, and I'm super thankful for everybody that's pitched in to help. Um, like I said, Chase Yance has kind of been there since the beginning for me. Um, Adam Tripp, uh, he also, uh, runs the hammered weekend wear, uh, merch and, uh, t-shirts and everything. Um, he's been in it. Uh, me and him are local together. Uh, we're in Knoxville. And so I kind of relied on him for a few, bits and pieces of information that I needed. Um, and then I've got a few other photographers that I've been good friends with in the scene. Uh, Michelle Boone, um, you know, she's out there doing her thing. Same with Corey Floyd. Um, both of them are going to be helping me out and getting this thing up and going. Um, but we're super excited, super pumped to bring this back um, and kind of bring back the, uh, the feel of what, um, of what it used to be, but, you know, make it a 2023, 2024 magazine, something that is kind of more up to date, um, but still has that same, same feel. Yeah. Excellent. And how ironic, you know, it was May, 2014 was the last issue of mini truck magazine. And one thing that we've always seen, uh, even when we post like some of the other obscure magazines, like tailgate was around and a few others, like everybody, will comment and say, I miss Mini Truckin' Magazine. And I would tell people now, listen, Logan Wade's kind of sharing some some breaking news with you guys. Uh, 
listen, there's going to be more to come and I want to ask a few more questions, but I would tell people be ready to support, you know, I know a lot of us like we'll see something and Hey, some pre-order is going to come up and we're like, yeah, man, sign me up. And then it comes and you're like, ah, you know, I, I don't know if I want to buy it. I would tell people, listen, you, you know, someone's going to stick their neck out there like Logan and team be ready to support it. I think it's key. And, um, when when you think about how much excitement that you've seen now in some of the comments and the and you know the things that you've seen the 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 you kind of set the internet ablaze if you will on Saturday how exciting is it to see Logan that so many people are like hey take my money yeah i mean i i was blown away i mean i uh i've never seen such a supporting community um as the mini trucking community it is so tight knit um, that, you know, the support that we see, even just that it shows for these, these charity donations that we see at, at a lot of these local shows, um, where, you know, tons of money is raised for good cause. And it's just going back to these people that truly do need it. And I'm kind of seeing that come full circle because, you know, bringing this magazine back and seeing the level of support, people that are excited, sign me up now, how do I subscribe? And, you know, I've just made the announcement. I haven't, made anything yet um but to see that is, is beyond belief for me i uh i appreciate everybody reaching out of my inbox is full of people and you know i i i would have never been able to do this without you know the support of everybody um and the support of just this community in general you know like i said the the generosity that comes from everybody in the scene is huge and uh the level of support that we see each show every single day, um, you know, whether it be from West coast to East coast, we see it all over the place. And, uh, I think that's why this magazine is really going to take off again is because, you know, I'm, we hope to bring something that's more international. It's not just one side of the coast or the other. Uh, we want to make this something where people are going to see things from Japan or, or from Australia that they've not seen before here in the United States. And that support, even coming from people that are in Australia, I've had several people message that are, you know, overseas and then uh, down below. And it's amazing that they are already interested as well. And so, you know, really just that close knit of the community is huge for me. Oh, yeah. And one thing, uh, you know, we had Paul Morton and Dan Ledbetter on and these guys resurrected, you know, you think about how big mini trucks are, you know, in the scene they resurrected VW trends and that, you know, I'm not the biggest VW guy, but you know, that was a beloved magazine and they've had a lot of success. Uh, so, you know, those might be good guys to maybe lean on, bend an ear here and there as time goes on. Because listen, the reason why I'm saying that is I want the listeners to know that, Hey, this can, and this has happened in other super popular magazines like VW trends. And, you know, arguably VWs are the biggest thing out there in terms of people just love them, right? So like you said, there's there's so many different unique ways you guys could do this. And what we know, and you know this, Logan, is that, you know, mini trucking, the, the culture, the lifestyle, whatever you want to call it, worldwide, whether it be Japan, Australia, New Zealand, you know, we see it and it, it's, it's going to be really cool to see how things manifest. Now, my understanding is, you know, you've been working your way through law school, so congratulations. And when you think about the potential for where it, it goes, do you think maybe it possibly like lives online for a little while and then you reach your goal of print or do you have any uh, any comments there? 
Yeah. So since we're in such the early stages of, of everything with the magazine, um, my plan is kind of to uh, start online, um, but it will move to print fairly quickly um, because, yes, this is the digital age and everybody, you know, has their phones glued to them 24-7. However, reading a magazine on a computer, a phone, a tablet, it's just not the same as holding a piece of paper in your hand or getting that excitement that, you know, oh, wow, this came in the mailbox today. Um, it, it's just not the same. And so... You know, we want to produce content just because we want to showcase what what everybody's building, you know, any debuts that are coming up. So, yeah, we will definitely do some stuff online um, and then we will start shifting that focus uh, to print. Um, I, you know, something that I've always loved is just being able to run to that mailbox and say, yeah, you know, I got this newest issue. Um, you know, look who's in it. I've yes. never seen this truck before. And, and that's huge for me, um, especially when, you know, now social media blows up in, in 10 seconds and everybody can see everything instantaneous. But when you hold something in your hand, I think that's a I think that's a bigger, uh, bigger deal. Um, it's more meaningful. And, it, and it's something that you can hold on to. A picture on your phone is is not worth a whole lot, in my opinion, as it is, is you know, in print. Oh yeah, well uh, we're talking with Logan Wade. You can follow Logan. It's Logan Wade, just how it sounds. Photography on Instagram. That, the truer words have never been spoken because you know, as a as a youngin, I'm a little bit older. We I was in the tape cassettes and then compact discs, aka CDs, come out, and you know I sold a lot of that stuff. And as time went on, like now, if you look at it, like vinyl is selling like crazy. People are. You know, they love to have a cassette in their hand because they're like, you know, it's not just, you know, Apple Music, right? So to your point, you know, people like something that's, I don't know if tangible is the right word, but it's, you know, people like to be able to hold it, right? And that's the cool thing that we all love about magazines is that, you know, we can store them, we can buy extra copies, you know, if our truck is in there, so to speak, and things like that. So that's really neat. Um, one of the last things I wanted to hit upon is I would imagine that doing a, a passion project, I'll call it like this, let's just clear the air. You know, a guy like you, Logan, and some of the guys you mentioned, Adam and Chase, these guys, you aren't doing it for the money. You're doing it for the passion. And I want people to know that because, you know, we want it, to, you want it to be successful. But at this point, I think it's safe to call it a passion project, but you know it's going to succeed. Yeah, most definitely. It's it's something that I've always been passionate about. I uh, I started in photography years and years ago, um, just you know a kid and a camera. Uh, but I've always had a love for vehicles, in particular trucks. And so when I started this venture and you know made my way through many trucks, um, I, I travel to so many shows and see so many different people and so many different types of builds and and the personalities that come out in those builds are just truly amazing and um one of the things that that has always hit me is a lot of these people never get shown they never yes. get their truck shown and and to me that you know these people build this because they love it they love the scene they love to be in it but they also love to build or they just love the truck in general and so you know showcasing builds that just never get seen because they get driven to local small shows instead of these big shows like mini nats or uh you know obi where you know so many thousands of people show up yeah it gets seen but you know these small local shows get overlooked and so for me uh it's it's really truly about 
passion and bringing back um, the scene and what we can do in the magazine. Um, you know, I've got my own path with being an attorney. Um, and, and so, you know, this to me is, is something that I would love to be able to give back in my own way. Um, yes, I can take photos and, and, you know, post them and, and do that. But I think this is my way of, of giving back to this mini trucking community is, is resurrecting something great, um, and, and really supporting what allows me to do what I do, which is go out and photography and photograph all of these amazing rides that I get to see. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's definitely a, a huge community building project for me, uh, and, and not at all about the money. Oh yeah. And I would, I would just reinforce everyone a couple of things. Number one, uh, and by the way, well stated there, uh, mini truck and magazine on Instagram, Facebook, go follow it. Uh, you'll see it on Instagram. It's just no underscores. And then also, you know, if you want to go to streettrucksmag.com and type in Logan Wade's name, right, or, you know, go on Google and type in, you know, street trucks Logan Wade, you're going to see all of Logan's contributions. It's not like Logan just floated in the town last night and, hey, he's got a camera. Like, this guy's been putting in work. Like I said, I met you at the Spark Show, if I remember correctly, a couple years back. And, you know, you mentioned Cordy Floyd and Michelle Boone and, there's just so many good people out there, and unfortunately, the way the industry has kind of went, a lot of good people may not have a slot, right, at a, at a different, you know, company. So now, this homegrown idea, kind of like what we saw with VW Trends comes back, coming back, dude, we know it can succeed. We're in your corner. We want it to, and I would just ask all of the listeners out there, you know, be on alert. You know, be ready that when time comes to support this venture, let's all do it. You know what I mean? Uh, you can start, you know, you can maybe not drink Starbucks a couple times a month and, and be able to support what we're talking about here. So, you know, let's, let's, let's band together on this thing. I think this is one thing that we can all get behind and try to push it from behind and say, Hey, let's do it. So, I mean, we're super excited, man. Yeah. Well, I appreciate all the support. And like I said, I'm, I'm super grateful for everybody that has reached out, that's commented, that's liked already, that's shared. I mean, that, that to me shows that everybody is in my corner, like you said. And so I, I'm super appreciative of everybody. And we just hope to make this thing great and really um, bring some light back into this magazine. I love hearing it, man. Well, listen, we wish you all the success. We'll probably see if you're at the Spark Show. I was pr- going to promote it in this episode. We're looking forward to uh, uh, being up there in Sevierville, Tennessee again. And I would encourage people to uh, visit the sparksshow.com if you go under info you guys will see that it's the 11th 12th and 13th at the uh, Sevierville or the Sevier County Fairgrounds Logan Wade man any last words for everyone no uh you know I, I started the uh the live feed on Saturday with a phrase that was on the cover of one of the mini trucking magazine issues back in the day that said the triumphant return and I think yes. that's the best way to end it is that we are really making this triumphant return and we just appreciate all the support and we can't wait to bring this thing back I love it brother we'll keep doing what you guys do shout out to Adam Tripp and the Hamburg weekend wear crew as Logan said Stay on the rise, my friend, and you just let us know. Anything we can do, we will spread the word. You have our word. Awesome. I appreciate you guys. Take care, Logan. Wow, Logan. Thank you so much, dude. Man, we're super excited. Again, anything that we can do, Marcus Down is your number one supporter. We'll be happy to help. So uh, we're going to keep it posted to their social media, and we'll look and see what's next. 
from Mini Trucking Magazine. I can't believe I'm saying that. I'm super stoked. Next, we got the general updates. And last weekend, we not only was uh, East Tennessee Showdown going down, right? That's where the announcement was made about the magazine coming back. You also had our title sponsor throwing their 21st annual show, Scraping the Coast, which was the, again, 21st annual, but it was, of course, in 2023. So uh, this event was awesome. Basically, I'm going to give you a quick wrap-up. Mike and I gallivanted out of town on Thursday. So the plan was for him to drive north several hours. He's got an extra two and a half, call it three hours than I do. We drove up to the Panhandle, hit I-10 West. We ended up stopping, uh, I don't know, 30 minutes into an hour-ish, I'd say, give or take, um, on I-10. Our plan was to stay in Lake City, and there was some sort of maybe you know, family event, baseball deal going down, something where uh, there was no rooms. So we did just drive a little bit further. Um, some crazy storms overnight. Woke up early Friday, and we basically had just under a five-hour drive to the Coliseum there in Biloxi. And I will tell you this, uh, the the show is amazing. The setup is easy in, easy out, especially on a Friday. Really, the show isn't open to the public on Friday. You're going to have you know vendors. You're going to have um, show goers, uh, different participants, if you will. They're kind of floating around. But it was easy in. We set up. We chopped it up with a, a few kinfolk like Sean Rose from Rose Metal Works. And with that being said, we were able to kind of shut down the store, and we were ready to rock and roll for Saturday. Now, I'll tell you what, Saturday and Sunday were jam-packed. We stayed the entire day Saturday, of course, as well as Sunday. There was a lot of awesome uh, rides there. I got to thank Chad Luke for parking in the OLP booth with his crew cab, Toyota Tacoma, Looked amazing. I talked to him a lot about some of the cool little things that I noticed on the truck uh, since he debuted it. Just, uh, God, what was that, 20, uh, 2020, was it 2022, April? God, he's probably thinking, man, you don't remember. But maybe it was April of 2022 at Mini Nats, one of our favorite shows every April. And, uh, man, it was just awesome. So it was cool to have Chad Luke there. We got to hang out with the Boons. So shout out to Michelle and Dusty. Uh, it was awesome. It was awesome to hang out with them. Uh, Chad was there, of course. Uh, Shannon, she gallivanted in Friday, like at 1 in the morning local time. Mike had to go pick her up. Mike was, of course, there. And Diggity Dom, DJ Mays, we chopped it up with them as well. And um, Stewart, we hung out with Stewart a good bit from Last Resort slash KIK. Uh, so custom beat clothing. That was pretty cool. And, uh, you know, it was kind of the same crowd, I think, the the, the couple of nights, uh, both nights, like Friday and Saturday. We did go on Saturday evening. Was it Saturday evening? After the show, I think it was, or maybe it was Friday, uh, we paid our respects to Greg Miller. So, rest in peace, Greg. I didn't get a chance to go to the show last year because of a family vacation, but, you know, Greg passed away. You know, you guys know that he, they were our title sponsor, and they were going to continue the legacy of the show. But we wanted to pay our respects, and you know, we 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 stayed there probably about twenty minutes, maybe thirty minutes, and we talked and we kind of laughed about some funny stories, and we shed some tears. I'm sure I know I did, and I thought about just our good partnership that we had with Greg, and just what a great guy he was. So we were able to get that in. We went go karting 
The line was a little long, so we didn't get a chance to actually race the cars, but we were there. We took a photo. We took a selfie. We had fun, and we went to dinner, right? A couple uh, nights in a row, we actually got a little bit further out than the normal craziness of the strip, down more in Gulfport, I think it technically was, and we just had a a damn good time. Uh, We hung out with Culpepper and his gal uh, from Endless, Dude, just had a great time with them, chopping it up. I know Damian Davis, a.k.a. DD. Also, I told him I think of Donald Driver from the Packers, but DD, the other DD, Damian Davis, I know he was chopping it up with us, and it was awesome. Uh, I can't uh, thank everyone enough for just kind of, you know, low-key, a couple low-key nights, and had a good time. The show was awesome. Scraping the Coast, again, a huge mix of vehicles, everything from uh, custom, you know, hot rods, Classic trucks, you know, C10s, mini trucks, full size, tons of lifted stuff. There was some squatted stuff there. I know it's not all of our, uh, you know, kind of thing for the most part, but uh, I have made this promise to myself over the past while that I'm not hating on anything in the car scene. There's a lot of stuff out there that maybe isn't my thing, but I tell you what, you know, um, it's just the way times go, right? Every generation, my dad used to say, tries to kind of outdo the next or kind of throws a middle finger to the last generation and says, you know, we're doing this. Even though this is stupid, we're going to do it. Uh, I, I think we were those guys probably in the 80s into the 90s lowering our, our, our quote, stupid trucks. But um, it is what it is. Some trends will stick with us. Some will be gone before we know it. But uh, regardless, again, there was um, some squatted trucks there a good bit, a lot of stereo stuff, a lot of old school mini truck stuff, which I thought was awesome. If I, if I remember correctly, I didn't get the full breakdown, but I know Chad Luke from Photos, he won Best Mini Truck, and I believe Ricky Holly, if I remember correctly, he won either Best of Show or Best Truck, and uh, of course the Holly boys, uh, you know, those guys just kill it, so it was cool slapping hands with them. I want to thank Viair. They continue to come out. We partnered with them well over the years, and you know they always hook us up with bags and things like that uh, to give out um, our merch uh, at different shows, and it was cool linking up with them. You know, they were there as they were every year. Greg was always proud of that, and certainly uh, Tammy, Lauren, and the entire uh, Custom Car Show Productions team, they're happy to have Vire out every year. They typically don't travel to a lot of shows, so to be able to, to slap hands with them, ask questions, which they answered. Um, also, they had uh, a, a vast amount of wheel stands. Some people love wheel stands. Some go, eh, they're dumb. I like them, and it's cool that they're out there. They weren't even selling them. It was like, boom, if you've got Viair, you can take one, and that was pretty damn cool. If you want to see more about Scraping the Coast 2023, uh, follow us on social media and tap on the hashtag either Scraping the Coast or STC2023. You can actually follow those hashtags or at least um, you know, flip your finger through and look at some of the posts, including the reels. I went around, I spent the time, and I pretty much either took a photo or took video of every mini truck I could find, and I went way out into the show field. There was a lot inside. There was a good bit outside, and that was cool. I mean, there were Impala lowriders there. There were you know brand-new dualies laid out. You name it, it was awesome. I know Goat was there from Mad Gear as well, slinging merch, and American Force was doing it big. We got to hang out with Decorvers and see uh, their dually, so it was awesome. But again, just really so much going through my mind that entire weekend. It was awesome being inside. So I know a lot of people go, you know, hey, it's June. It's the dirty, dirty south. 
we love the South and we go, hey, why would you go to the show? And you go, a lot of shows we go to don't have air conditioning. Okay. And that is a huge win. You kind of go outside, you come back in, you get some water, you chill. And that's what Scraping has. I think that's one of the biggest draws. I think there's some, there's rumblings that they may even change some things next year, even for the, the next rung up, if you will. Uh, in their kind of, uh, you know, their status. So I, I'm waiting to see kind of maybe what could can, could uh, transpire from that. But uh, just an amazing show. Again, Mini Truck Hall of Fame show. And uh, we just had a blast. I'm probably forgetting some things. Now, I will tell you this. I did have to peel out of town. We stayed until about 4 o'clock on Sunday. So I did not get a chance to see the auction um, or some of the things that they had there with the awards. But I do know that some people streamed some of that. I know Mike was out there a little bit as well and whatnot. So I know that went really well. They they always raise funds. Some of the things that I had heard, I haven't been able to be on social media a lot this week. So I haven't been able to confirm some of it. So I, I don't want to you know share it until I do the, confirm. But you know, again, you have guys like Sean Rose from Rose Metalworks. Uh, you have so many people. I know Chad Luke donated some things. I mean, so many different companies. Uh, Gooch. Uh, Gooch is just really, I mean, there's no other way to say it. This dude's been on the rise for for a while. And Gooch Customs, you know, almost 40,000 followers. Uh, G-O-O-C-H Customs. Brandon McCoy, you know, go follow him. You know, he's out there painting all these awards. So many great people. Great show. Everything was perfect. I mean, I couldn't have asked for a better weekend. I was able to make it home at 12.30 a.m., you know, Sunday into Monday and got a little bit of rest, and boom, I was ready to rock and roll for Monday. So I know I'm probably forgetting some stories. I slapped hands with a lot of good people, and uh, one of those shout-outs that I want to give is the big homie, Fuel, Photo, and Film. Uh, so it's it's actually fueled with an ed fueled photo and spelled out so a and d film so fueled photo and film it was pretty cool to see you know the homie was always kind of checking in slapping by slapping hands saying what's going down that was super cool uh, he's got a cool little video and a couple of photos out there of um, Rose Metalworks so he did a collab post there and he says new video alert 2023 spring. Rose Metal Work uh, Workshop. That was one that they did. Uh, so the staff, everybody there, the traffic gets crazy there. I totally get it, but I tell you what, they had hired uh, folks, you know, to to get people in and out of the Coliseum grounds. That sped things up. Although you can imagine that quote rush hour, getting in, getting out, that's a little tough. But bottom line is, we had a blast, and we hope that anybody that did go to the show. You got your money's worth because I tell you what, there was a lot of cool stuff there. It was hot. Never going to deny that. There was a good mix of vehicles, including some squatted trucks. But you know what? I went there to see certain stuff, and I got to see it, damn it. And it was awesome. So shout out to everybody that went to Scraping the Coast. It was a blast. Okay. Since we're on the general updates topic, I am going to just bake in one other thing that's pop culture related. It also comes up with Damian Fulton a little bit later, and that is Indiana Jones and the what? I bet you Mike doesn't even know the title of the movie. Indiana Jones in the Dial of Destiny. I am super stoked to see this movie. I know there's going to be some people out there. There's the critics. I haven't really been reading all that stuff. I just want to go and see another Indiana Jones movie, 
you know, 40 plus years of the legacy of this character. And I talked to my good buddy Noldy, uh, who has a kind of a fandom type YouTube channel. He talks a lot about pop culture. We're in talks to do some more stuff uh, together. But, uh, you know, he and I talk movies all the time. And of course, he had mentioned to me, he goes, Yo, Jay, the Rotten Tomatoes.com uh, Tomator, Tometer, that uh, tomato meter. Um, that score is continuing to climb. So it's above 65. There's 169 reviews. And that one, my understanding is like if you look at all of, um, you know, these are kind of like journalists. These are kind of verified uh, people, right, that, 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 you know, their main rating comes from. And it's at 67 now, so which is cool. Now, I think the the fan version is maybe even higher. So, you know, but but bottom line is, you know, the, the, I don't look at a lot of the stuff. I just did it today to talk about it on the podcast, but I'm super stoked Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Of course, they've been very clear that, you know, there's going to be no other indie. This uh, franchise is, is at this point as far as we understand is coming to an end unless they could spin something off, you know, maybe a short round type series. Uh, you know, there's a lot of different things I think they could do, and Hollywood has done some bad stuff over the years. I don't get into the hate on Disney. I know there's there's a lot of people. I don't know a lot about Star Wars. I like the first three. You know, there's so many of them. I can't even keep up. And I know there's you know there's certain people that hate Kathleen Kennedy. You know, she's the the kind of the head over there. She's been with Spielberg all the way back since the beginning. You know, she's obviously integral part. Uh, Frank Marshall, her husband, you know, has produced all these films. You know, there's that kind of triangle of Spielberg's and, you know, Kathleen Kennedy and Marshall. They've always done this kind of stuff. But bottom line, look, it's a movie. I want it to be good. I've seen a lot of previews. I've seen some behind-the-scenes stuff. It's tough to film, you know, worldwide movies these days because everyone has a camera with them. Uh, you know, I've seen some stuff. I kind of know maybe a little bit inkling on some spoilers. But I'm going to go into it with a clear mind, get some popcorn, and just have a good time. And I'm going to be watching that on Friday. So on the next episode in two weeks, I'll talk about what I thought of the movie. So that's that. Rotten Tomatoes, eh, I don't really dive into that stuff too much. But those are the general updates for this week, brought to you by our kinfolk over at Lone Star Throwdown. One of the biggest, baddest shows in the scene, LoneStarThrowdown.com for more information. Of course, LST 2024, that's going to be next February, right? So that last weekend in February uh, in Conroe, Texas, we're looking forward to it. Uh, the pre-registration, I think, is August 1st, and we'll continue to hype that as we get closer. They last year sold 2,000 tickets in less than uh, 72 hours, I think it was technically. So we're excited about that. Now, of course, the Lone Star Throwdown family also has expanded, and we've talked about Classic Truck Throwdown. That's going down this weekend, so at the time of the release of this episode. So some of you, hopefully many of you, will be out in Conroe. At the time of this recording, it's less than two days away, and it's ClassicTruckThrowdown.com. This is a cool show that is open to anything 25 years and prior. So don't think just because you have an OBS or you you have a 94 S10, 9.4, that you can't go, you certainly can. It's June 30th through July 2nd. And of course, my expectations are high of this event. And uh, they'll be back, of course, I would assume, in 2024. So more to come. If you're going to be out there, make sure you tag 
classic truck throwdown on Instagram. Okay, next we got the trivia with Miggity Mike. And of course, I, I know you guys are going, hey, there's no Mike. Well, we're going to keep the trivia going. So I got one question for all of the listeners out there. Are you ready? Now it's time to get serious. One thing I forgot to circle back on last episode was Barbasol. And I know you think, what the hell is that? Barbasol is the beard buster shaving cream canister that was used in Jurassic Park. So if you remember, it wasn't the trivia question, but I kind of had brought it up. And I said I was going to circle back. And I had the great listeners like a Scotty the Body. Uh, like a Joey Whitby, I talked to him on the phone, and they were like, Barbasol. I was like, what? what? Oh, yeah, I forgot to circle back on that. Now, there's people that are into um, the fandom stuff and the movie prop replicas and things like that, and you can actually buy a movie prop, prop replica. It looks just like the Barbasol can that you'd remember from the 90s, and, of course, it spins, and that's where the, he had put you know, supposedly the DNA. Uh, so prop replicas, if you will, out there. But Barbasol was that answer that I forgot to circle back on last episode. Pretty cool stuff. Jurassic Park, man, I'm still reeling from last episode. I I just don't understand, Mike. Okay, so the question is, in Fast Times at Ridgemont High, let's be honest, a cult classic. I would even hinge on classic. But I think maybe by everyone's standards, we could call it a cult classic. Much like the product placement in E.T., Steven Spielberg film, which will come up later with Damien Fulton. Uh, Reese's Pieces, of course, were in E.T., right? That product, that famous product placement. Uh, there's a whole story behind that. Another company turned it down. Reese's was on board. And I tell you what, as a kid, I loved eating some Reese's Pieces. I still do. What shoes became ultra popular after Spicoli used them in this film? Okay. What shoes became ultra popular after Spicoli? Sean Penn, I think his first role used them in the film and you might be scratching your head going damn what what were they right I, what's, what's fast times at Ridgemont High if you haven't seen it okay it's a cult classic you got to go back and you got to check it out I bought it on DVD I think when like the first edition DVD came out back in the early 2000s but it's definitely a classic I even got the vinyl soundtrack <laughs> you know I gotta have that uh, so again we're gonna circle back on the next episode. The trivia with Miggity Mike the Mayor, who's out gallivanting, of course, is brought to you by our kinfolk at The Spark Show. Uh, if you want to join us at the next show that OLP will be representing at, go to thesparksshow.com. That's two S's in there. So it's thesparks with an S show.com. If you go there, you can go to info about the spark show and of course it's august 11th 12th and 13th 2023 in Sevierville, tennessee it's going down at the Sevier county fairgrounds i've been there it's awesome it's uh, it's friday nine to five it's saturday all day it's sunday all day i think sunday's technically nine to one is what they've got listed here it's an awesome venue nothing crazy it's just a great Good old time there in Tennessee. Easy in, easy out as far as I'm concerned. And I'm looking forward to going. Mike and I have it planned. And we will be there. So I've got the time off. And barring any craziness, we will be up there. So I'm looking forward to it. Thanks to the Spark Show for the continued support. Okay, next we got ODB Live and Uncut. And this one I want to keep short and sweet. 
the way social media is today, as well as texting, the many different ways we can communicate. You know, there's Messenger, there's WhatsApp, there's texting, there's stuff that Hank does, there's smoke signals, there's carrier pigeons, you know, there's all that craziness. Sometimes things can get lost in translation, homies aren't seeing eye to eye, hey, I I didn't do this or I did that. Listen, the old term, my pops, he worked for the phone company for 30 years. You know, the old school pick up the phone. A little different term now, right? Because you got to lift up your phone now. But in the old days, it was literally, I remember, did you guys ever have the rotary dial? That's how old I am. Uh, we literally had some of those in the house. But literally, you know, pick up the phone, call your friends. You know, it, it, maybe it's an acquaintance, maybe it's a shop owner, maybe it's a homie, a chica significant other, whatever, settle your differences. You know, sometimes we do things and we do them inadvertently. Maybe we do them on purpose or whatnot, and it frustrates someone. Those things can easily be worked out when you talk to the person and say, hey, man, what's going on? Hey, I thought you did this or whatnot. And I'm telling you, more times than not, just picking up the phone it goes a long way. And I always say this too, you know, uh, Jeff, shout out to Jeff from Mini Garage. I uh, want to give him a shout out. Uh, you know, we at Lone Star Throwdown, I think it was a year ago, you know, we, we rode around on the lifted golf cart and we said, hey, in our little video we did for YouTube, we said, bury the beefs. You know, that's important to do because as we get older, we we don't want to be in arguments and fighting with other people and all of the stuff. It's just negative energy, right? You got to get rid of that. So I would encourage everyone, you know, if you've got, you know, a homie you're not seeing eye to eye with, or maybe you went to a show and you felt slighted or frustrated or whatever, you know, settle up with the people. One thing that most of us men and the women listening can agree on is the, the, the term, hey, Sometimes you got to agree to disagree. You know, if you can slap hands with someone and be like, yo, listen, I know you thought that. This is the way I was thinking. We're, we're level set now. Even if we have to agree to disagree, let's move on from here. I'm telling you, that can move a friendship, a relationship, a business partnership, whatever. It can move it forward to that next level where it needs to get to. So long story short, we're not getting any younger folks. Let's keep it on the real, and let's respect each other's opinions, and know sometimes we've got to agree to disagree, but we can move on. We can still be homies. We can slap hands. Let's be friends and homies, not enemies. You know what I'm saying? ODB Live in a Cut brought to you by Joey at Get Decked. If you want to put your artwork or a photo on a skate deck, hit up Joey Dilworth at Get Decked, Get Decked underscore VA on Instagram. Joey's real deal. Everyone in this scene that's producing skate decks, Joey's your guy. Check him out. Okay, next we got the scene updates. And uh, one of the big ones that we talked about earlier was Mini Trucking Magazine. I can't believe almost a 10-year hiatus. It's back. So I am super stoked for that. So again, we did talk about that earlier. More information coming as it comes out. I kind of always felt like, you know, magazines were awesome. And we all want the magazines to be here. But like I said in a recent flip through on my YouTube channel, you got to go out. You got to support the cause. You got to subscribe. You got to support if there's going to be advertisers and all that stuff. So do the damn thing. A couple that I've seen on social media, uh, Shannon Vendera 
um, aka the Freak Master. He had dropped his John his uh, his Nissan 720 off, so that was pretty cool to John. So I'm I'm anxious to see uh, how that comes along, dude. Guy's been around the scene a long time. He's a good dude. Uh, Jeff Gaudet, he continues to give us shout-outs. And again, love the networking and partnership. Uh, they've got a Facebook group called New England Mini Truckers. So three words, new, and then England, and then mini truckers all together. Uh, 250 or so people in there. So, you know, the Phil Fowlers and all the guys up in the, maybe the Northeast, you know, spread the word. Uh, if you got any kinfolk that could benefit of going in that group uh, to help spread some of the mini trucking love and word up there, definitely do it. Jeremy Kaufman, a previous guest, he says Travis is super excited about his new truck. And as of today, he is a petitioning member of Local Finesse. So pretty cool. Uh, Jeremy's a good dude. Of course, has the lineage all the way back to Master Image Customs. So tip of the cat, brother. This was pretty cool. I got a chance to hang out and see Brandon uh, Cowart at uh, Scraping the Coast. And he says, 13 years I've been coming to Scraping. I've loved this show from the very first time I came. I made so many awesome friends. And today, which was this past weekend, he won a top 10 mini truck award. So, Brandon, it was so cool chopping it up with you and your girl. You're a hardcore mini trucker, good dude, hustling all the time. Keep doing what you do. Uh, Chad Luke, again, he says big thanks to Scraping the uh, Coast crew this weekend. The old Toyota came home with a new board to hang Thanks to everyone we chatted with over the weekend. Dude, he was kissing babies, shaking hands, doing the damn thing. And it was cool to see, you know, Chad's out there hustling, representing Negative Camber. I uh, want to give a shout out. I don't know that I did this prior. I think I did. Jason Diener, a.k.a. Diener, uh, from Low Bros. Uh, he did, uh, of course, meet his goal of getting Pinky Promise featured. I think I, be I believe I talked about it when it was in Street Trucks, but he got his plaque, and I couldn't be happier for him. I know he's got the Coffee and Brats podcast. Uh, he's been posting some inspirational type stuff on Instagram. Love seeing it, homie. Keep doing what you do. And the last one I wanted to mention was Kyle Buchanan. Uh, it's my birthday. I'll post if I want to. Uh, too excited not to post this. I officially own a Mazda Rosa it's the same Mazda Rosa I wanted when I was 14 years old. So pretty cool. Those Trucks of Rosas are on the rise. And shout out to all the Trucks of Rosa crew. Uh, Kotwitz, uh, Madu, a bunch of those guys out there. There's other folks too. And uh, tip of the cap to you guys. The scene update is brought to you by Garage Gear Clothing. Uh, you can actually visit Garage Gear Clothing at a lot of these different shows, including Classic Truck Throwdown this weekend. But... If you're at home right now and you want to hit them up, it's garagegearclothing.com. They do have free shipping on orders over $100. They have everything from the panel vans to full-size trucks, mini trucks, classic vehicles, you name it. Good people. Hit them up. Uh, you know what? On top of that, the garage gear stuff for the ladies, man. Garage girl hoodies. Awesome stuff. Hook up your lady, okay? There's not a lot of brands in our mini truck scene that cater to the women. Garage Gear Clothing does. Hit them up. Let them know that OLP sent you. You never know what they'll throw in. Next, we got the show updates. And uh, this one's... I'm going to try to keep it short and sweet, right? So I know many of you are going, Yo, Jay, get through this. I want to get to Damian Fulton. I totally get you. I totally get you. So we talked about Classic Truck Throwdown this weekend. Uh, next weekend is Southern Tradition. That's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That is, of course, Canton, Georgia, Southern Tradition on Instagram. Uh, it's technically Southern Tradition Show, so hit them up. Uh, in 
a week after Southern Tradition, so the 14th, 15th, and 16th is Camp and Drag. Now, I got to send Bill some stuff. I forgot to give it to Sean Rose. Uh, we had a deal that I want to mail some stuff up, Bill, to you. But Waveland, Indiana, it's camp, the letter N, drag.com. Uh, many of you know about this event. It's very, very cool. It's very unique. I've been to it. Uh, camp and Drag, 14th, 15th, and 16th in Waveland, Indiana. Go check them out. Now, Texas Heat Wave, I forgot to mention this one. That's the weekend after Camp and Drag, so the 21st, 22nd, 23rd of July, Texas Heat Wave show. That's a longstanding show and uh, good people there. The Spark Show, I mentioned earlier, one of our key partners, the 11th, 12th, and 13th of August. We will be up there. Now, speaking of up there, on August 12th is the Northeaster. So I mentioned Jeff Gaudet. Uh, the Northeaster is up in uh, New Hampshire. So uh, it's N-O-R apostrophe Easter is the way I remember it. And uh, that show is going down again, uh, the Northeast. Find more information out there. Spread the word. Maybe you, I, I know some of the guys, I think his name's Dan. Uh, shout out to Dan and Maine. Good people. Spread the word, even if it's one that you can't make it to. Let's get the steam going for this one, right? Let's. We want more shows out there, especially in areas that might not be, um, you know, always having mini truck style events. So uh, spread the love. You got uh, Revolution Kentucky. Uh, that is, I think it's Friday, Saturday. Uh, Revolution on Instagram four zero nine six five. You can find more information there. And then Sitting Pretty SummerSlam is August 26th. You can find more information there. That's in the Pacific Northwest. So Sitting, S-I-T-T-I-N, Pretty SummerSlam. Now, they also have information on Instagram. So uh, if I type in SummerSlam, it's going to come up. Sitting Pretty SummerSlam, August 26th, 2023. Remlinger, Remlinger Farms, Carnation. That's a long one. Remlinger Farms in Carnation, Washington. Uh, hit those guys up. They're good people. Love some Craig Braid. He's a good dude. Always looking out for OLP and uh, sitting pretty. It's going down for real. I think that's where I'm going to stop. July and August. That's a lot of information right now. Uh, we'll talk about September on the next episode. The show updates is brought to you by our family over at AccuWare. They continue to support the scene accuair.com realer than real deal holyfield love all of their posts on social media accuair.com okay next we got the podcast updates and we got a couple of reviews so june 20th and our jordan so no regrets hey brother jordan from no regrets bakersfield been loving the recent episodes uh, keep killing it see you at mini nats 2024 Heck yeah, no regrets. Shout out to you guys. Thanks, Jordan, for leaving the five-star review. Here you have Chris, Chris Goodwin from Pensacola. He says, hey, I'm Chris from Pensacola. Love the podcast. Uh, in 06, in I wrecked my Body Dust 10, so I just got out of the scene. I think I may have read this one in 2022. At 39 years old, I finally bought another stock S10, and it's on to rise. So I love hearing it. And uh, the last one, I think I did read this, was Heather and Jessica. Uh, Jason, great job at keeping all the cool mini truck stuff alive. Great show with even better people doing the show. You're a pretty cool dude yourself, so thank you. I think I know who you ladies are. You guys are good people. 
and I want to just give one more out here was uh, J Token. I kept seeing Facebook reels about all the badass rides and trucks. There I was listening to it eventually. Well, I'm already 10 episodes in and I absolutely love it. Uh, it made me remember back to the old days. So good stuff. Those were going back a few. Uh, hopefully I've read all the ones prior to that. I believe I did. But we're at 200, almost 290. So do me a favor. Go out there if you're on an Apple podcast device. So an iPad, an iPhone, maybe a Mac. Uh, that is a good place to go into the pre-installed app. And leave us a five-star review. If you're not on an Apple device, that's okay. We don't discriminate if you're on Spotify, maybe Pandora. Just tap somewhere, anywhere. I believe you can leave five-star review uh, or at least a thumbs up. We appreciate it. Podcast updates brought to you by Graphics Mafia. If you need stickers, maybe some light design work, maybe you're going to SEMA, maybe you want to bring back an old Truck Club logo and you've got one that's unpeeled, hit up Graphics Mafia. That's G-R-A-P-H-I-X Mafia.com. They can take care of you, buddy. Or his son, Ryan. These guys have done a lot of cool stuff for us, and we can't thank them enough. All right, uh, last but not least, Airhead Nation updates. I know I mentioned this one earlier, but I want to give a huge shout-out. This guy does a lot for our scene. Do me a favor. Go on YouTube and look up Fueled Photo and Film. Uh, there is a 2023 Spring Rose Metalworks uh, workshop video. And it's about two weeks old. Let's go ahead and stream that. You know, let's show some love uh, to Fueled Photo and Film. And again, Sean Rose, uh, he did some cool stuff uh, for Sean Randall as it relates to Scraping the Coast, which is awesome. And I just love all of the positivity. This guy was over there all day, not one complaint, showing people how to beat rolled and, uh, you know, just represent Mittler Brothers and all the cool stuff that he's got going on. So Sean Rose, tip of the cap. And, uh, man, you guys keep doing what you do. The Airhead Nation update is brought to you by CNS Metalworks. If you need air suspension, maybe some, uh, maybe you want to airbag your vehicle, uh, hit up Chris and team at CNS Metalworks. On Facebook, it's easy. Just type in CS Metalworks or cs-metalworks.com. They're also on Instagram. So uh, they're technically, I think it's Corona, California. I've been there. Very cool shop, high-end stuff. Um, everything from mini trucks to Impalas, airbag, full builds. They even had a Lincoln in there. He goes, yo, Jay, check this Lincoln out. I go, good God, that's a parts car. He goes, no, we're bringing it back. These guys are real deal. Uh, Chris Burns, thank you so much for the support, you and your awesome wife over the years. Uh, and they're good people. So cs-metalworks.com. All right, so I know I went a little long. I'm looking at my timer here going, dang, man, a little too much ODB. I get you. Every two weeks, we got a new episode, so Lord Willen will hit you back soon with another one, and we hope that you enjoy this audio from Damian Fulton. I can't thank you enough, Damian, for coming on, and again, huge shout out to Sean at Rad BMX Builds. Of course, his YouTube channel is growing like crazy, as is his Instagram. He's putting in the work, and the fruits of the labor are coming back, my friend, and thank you, as always, I say, Sean, for your service to the country. With that being said... Everyone, have a safe Independence Day weekend. Don't blow your hand off with a firecracker. I know Hank always loves lighting them with cigarettes. I would not do that. I wouldn't suggest that you do that. Be safe, everyone. Let the Save the explosions or implosions to the professionals. I highly suggest that. Stay on the rise. And if I forgot anything, we'll hit you next one, Lord willing. We out to you. Peace. Thank you.
Hey, hey, I'm super excited to sit down with Mr. Damian Fulton. How you doing, my friend? I am so glad to be here. I can't stand it. Hey, thank you so much. And I got to ask you this, you know, I want to talk about Radical Rick. I think it's going to be a fun topic. But can you share Mm -hmm. just a little bit of background about yourself, maybe where you grew up? Yeah, I am uh, really fortunate. I was uh, raised in Southern California near the coast, but far enough away from the coast that I couldn't get to the beach unless I had a, a, you know, our parents couldn't drag us to the beach. So we rode our bikes everywhere. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's back when they were sting, stingrays. And so I was really fortunate to sort of catch the beginning of, of you know, my, my older brother was, I guess you would call him, you know, a 60s revolutionary. So I got a chance to sort of see the teenagers pushing back, uh, you know, and, and so there was a spirit of independence and rebellion and, you know, it was just question authority as a kid and, and don't trust anybody over 30. And it was a time when parents were super, they, they didn't, they, you know, I'm a dad and I'm so much more careful than, than, than my parents were. And they, it wasn't that they, they weren't careful, I guess, that they just trusted us and they, you know, they weren't in a 24 hour news cycle and, and we just became, you know, free to go wherever we wanted to go. And, I was fueled by pop culture and television and cartoons and monster movies and growing up in Southern California, sort of right in the hotbed of, of the, the whole pop culture car hot rod explosion. And uh, so and it just seems like it was all around me. So that kind of influence, um, you know, the kind of lucky enough to, to be able to um, explore and, and and I and I'm including in materials like paint and mm-hmm. pencils as a kid, but also just the world around me as it was kind of um, really changing, made a made a huge impact on me. And I think it comes out in 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 what I'm interested in and in what I get excited about and and what artwork I do. Yeah, the the late '70s into the '80s seem like when I look back at photos and watch movies and even TV shows was just a, a really happening time. And I could imagine, you know, growing up in SoCal with like the, like you said, the surf, some of the hot rods mixed in skateboarding, mm-hmm. the bikes, you know, some of the infancy. I mean, I read a lot of the Stacy Peralta little uh, stories yeah. he's been talking about, and it just seems like it really was a cool, awesome culmination on how it really influenced you. Well, it, it, it all, just accelerated and it was you know when we had we had clay wheels on skateboards and i used to be the kid in the neighborhood who could uh, you know who could draw so you know for for a dime or 25 cents i could i would draw on people's skateboards and and it just was a way that i i began sort of becoming (laughs) pimping myself out to be a commercial artist no um actually it was just it was all around us. Those wheels became urethane. We looked for hills. We rode down hills because gravity was our friend. And and again, and 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 then the BMX thing. You know, it started innocent enough as a bunch of guys riding stingrays who wanted to go higher off jumps and wanted to go faster. We we have we had incredible access to rolling hills. I grew up in Irvine, California. Mm-hmm. And my dad, who wisely kept moving us away from L.A., um, 
as everything expanded and exploded. So we always had the opportunity to hop the fence behind our house and start exploring in the hills. And we would just be gone all days. And if we had, you know, we'd lift our bikes over the fences and we'd ride out with the Brahmin bulls and the scrub oaks and just discover this wide open, undeveloped area of Orange County. And there was fire roads and trails and we were riding our bikes up and down those hills, single speed bikes. And then later we, you know, would modify them to become just, just a little bit more dirt worthy. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, it was really, it was really an exciting time. Uh, so many changes happening and, uh, you know, it, it was a, it was a very fluid time because sort of anything goes, you know, the music was, 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 you know, everywhere. There was only a, you know, a couple stations on, on television. So there was sort of this unified vision of what the what was going on in the world and especially if you were a young guy a teenager um um you know so so yeah it was it was i look back and i think oh my gosh what what a really exciting um impactful time uh for me you know eventually it all you know, the reality all kicks in and you look back and you think, oh my gosh, I'm so glad we didn't die. We had many <laughs> opportunities to kill ourselves. But um, yeah, I'm pretty, I'm very, very thankful that I had that opportunity to grow up, uh, you know, in the in that kind of a situation. Yeah. And it's neat having watched recently Industrial Light and Magic. They did this series on Disney Plus about like the infancy, how like Star Wars was coming together and like these awesome movies and like a lot of what you were even describing would like, you know, reminds me of the Steven Spielberg movie when I was a kid. And we'll talk a little bit about Bob Harrow later, but with E.T., you know, that mm-hmm. movie, as you're describing it, I'm thinking of my childhood mm-hmm. watching that movie, kind of the some of the mm-hmm. development that was happening there and, and seeing the bikes mm-hmm. and all that stuff. But it was just, like you said, it, it's such a neat, you know, era of time that, that, that you know, some of us lived through. Uh, which is awesome. It was it was crazy, and I'll tell you why. I'll just you know, a couple things. One is you know we did not have cell phones. We didn't have. We were we were never you know Saturday morning we were glued to the TV. But after that, you know, you were out, and you we had the good fortune of growing up in Southern California, so the weather was ninety nine percent good. We rode all the time. And, you know, we would mimic what we saw at the motocross track or you know, we'd play trials, you know, ride trials through, which is which is, I don't know if people are familiar with that today. But the idea is you can't put your foot down. So you try oh, to hit right. an obstacle or a flower bed or a drop off and not let your feet go off. So we were we were doing balancing things. And then you talk about Steven Spielberg, total random sidebar here. But I sold a motorcycle when I think I was about 13 and I I. It was a bull taco, and I, mm-hmm. I ended up getting a, uh, a Bolex uh, movie camera, a Super 8 movie camera. Hmm. And so we started documenting all of our bicycle adventures. Uh, you, you, of course, have heard of the film On Any Sunday. Yes. Yes. Well, we did On Any Saturday, and it was <laughs> all kids on bicycles. Wow. And we, we did all kinds of crazy stunts like rolling, uh, you know, like my brother – uh, we put him up on the roof and he rode on the roof and then suddenly he made a wrong turn and he falls off the roof, rides a bicycle off the roof. My mom was absolutely shocked and we just assured her, no, I cut the, I, I intercut a shot of a dummy dressed as my brother Mark going off the edge, mom. He, he's alive, <laughs> he's okay. 
but yeah, we, you know, it was, it was, uh, it was a great time to grow up. And because of all that time we had, I think the experiences are, are so far and wide and completely hands-on and experiential versus, uh, you know, I don't want to sound like you old coot, you know, when <laughs> I was a kid, but it, it was, it was a pretty, thank you for asking me about it because uh, I don't really think about it that much. It was, it was pretty cool. Yeah, and uh, last year, I think it was, I watched uh, the S- Steven Spielberg movie, The Fablemans, and anybody that likes films or is intrigued mm-hmm. even by his films, it's one of his best ever, and it, it kind of really kind of shows how he, you know, came to who he was, and, you know, he, I think back, you know, I know some of my friends probably laugh because I talk about the Goonies a lot and E.T., and, you know, we just had the 30th yeah. anniversary of Jurassic Park, but, you know, just a lifetime mm-hmm. of movies going back to Jaws and stuff, it it's so neat, but um, I want to ask you this. Oh, yeah. Um, I've read yeah. some of your influences. You know, um, even when my dad was younger, he would always talk about Mad Magazine. But when you think about like mm-hmm. BMX Plus, Transworld, Thrasher, you know, some of these mm-hmm. different publications, mm-hmm. even Mad, h- how important do you think they were to our youth at that time? Well, Mad Magazine was the quintessential underground alternate voice to what we saw TV and what we heard from our parents. And it, they were super cheeky, sarcastic, and just borderline naughty. And um, every kid, not every kid, but, but, but some of us loved that magazine. I think it was tremendously, it was a gateway drug to the next comp that I got into, which was called Zap Comics uh-huh. out of San Francisco. And, and I could never let my parents see these. They were... You know, they had they had nudity and drugs and, you know, R. Crumb was one of the artists. And, of course, the great surf artist and a, and a big influence on me, Rick Griffith. Mm-hmm. So, so you know, publications have always been very influential. You know, fast forward, by the time I was working for BMX Plus, you know, I, I was in college. And um, I actually got that gig from, you know, thinking I was going to do major you know, illustrations for publications around the world. Mm-hmm. And I just happened to be a bike rider. And a guy said, who worked for the magazine, Dean Bradley said, Hey, you ought to go talk to these guys. Mm-hmm. Well, BMX plus, I had no idea of the impact, you know, grabbing that, that the first rung of the voice to BMXers, you know, I, I know the impact that BMX plus had on writers mm-hmm. and any kid even those who didn't race, those who wanted to race, those who wished they had a bicycle, yeah. kids were reading that in the library. And they, you know, I found out afterwards the impact it made to, to kids who didn't have access to a racetrack or didn't have a bicycling community. They read it cover to cover. And I've heard the same story about Transworld. You know, those there wasn't YouTube. I know this sounds again, I'm going into my old man thing, but there wasn't, you didn't have access. These things were valuable. And one issue would get passed along to the next kid, to the next kid, to the next kid. And, and yes, I am, I'm absolutely in agreement that um, publications, magazines uh, were, were a, a crucial lifeline to, to know what was going on in the world. Uh, in the world of, of back then, we didn't call it extreme sports, but anything that had to do with, you know, other than football, baseball, and basketball. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I totally agree. And I was one of those kids growing up in Lando Lakes, Florida. And we <laughs> would, you know, my parents, the one thing I didn't like doing was going to the grocery store. But then I learned I did like going because I would hang out at the magazine rack and, <laughs> and I'd beg my parents to yeah. spend the two ninety nine or whatever it was. And I was the kid that read it uh, front to back, although I sucked at riding. I had my bike. I had yeah. my Bond Goose, you know, heavily, heavily influenced. But I was kind of... I would get lost in reading it because it just it brought me to a different world, you know. So it was a different yeah. place. But um, speaking of that, it's no secret that the, like the '80s and '90s are kind of back, you know, bigger than ever. Um, talk to us, Damien, just a little bit about Radical Rick, the character, which, believe it or not, folks, mm. is celebrating just over forty years. I think the anniversary. Yeah, it's. Uh, let's see. I think in December nineteen. I'm sorry, December twenty. 20- 24 will be the 45th anniversary. Uh, we're starting to line up some tours and things like that. Uh, I never in my wildest imagination would believe that Radical Rick would still be going when I, I, I left it. But just to give your listeners a, a bit of an overview is probably, you know, one picture's worth a thousand words. But if you were to Google Radical Rick, you, you'd see a bunch of images of uh, a kid on a bike in a comic book style um, who is by nature addicted to extreme situations. He he was blessed and cursed with an overproductive rad gland. And uh, oftentimes it gets him into really, um, you know, difficult, challenging or dangerous situations and um, because action speaks louder than words, he really, he never spoke, believe it or not, in the, in the magazine, the entire run. He never spoke in the comic. But it's the way that people reacted around him and his, his, his group of friends, MX Mug and Spike Speedwrench and uh, Bonnie Brainstorm. These guys really defined who he was or gave more, uh, I guess, depth and personality to who he was. We could hear his internal thoughts because thankfully there's always a narrator in a comic. You know, yep, you can always. Yep. But, but Radical Rick has just been uh, something that has been you know, such an irony to me because I did it as a lark and I was asked to come up with a comic strip back in 1979. And I said, okay. And at that time you talked about Star Wars, how impactful Star Wars was. And I always liked how Darth Vader, you couldn't see his face. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he never took off his helmet. And if you look at the early versions of Radical Rick, he's he's pretty skull-like, you know. They they just uh, I think Ron Cobb designed the original Darth Vader, um, and and you know his his idea was going for a cross between a German helmet and a skull. So it's like a pretty nefarious, spooky image. And so Rick, I didn't really know what his personality was. He just initially was this mysterious guy who always won. And again, it was his 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 rivals or, you know, eventually his friends who would come to really pattern, uh, you know, a, a code of 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 um, courageousness and honesty and 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 goodness. I've always thought of Radical Rick as a, as a pretty good guy. You know, he does the right thing. Not quite a Boy Scout, but um, if there was a merit badge for being rad, he would he would own it. <laughs> yes, he, he he's, would. He's a, yeah, so so that's a little bit about Radical Rick. Yeah, just, you know, so neat that, you know, I did that. I would do it 
I'd pull all nighters like I'd forget or I'd get behind on a deadline. You know, meanwhile, I was working at an ad agency. I had a full time job and young kids. And, you know, I didn't know what I was getting into in the long haul. And, you know, I had to do two pages full color every month. And then it, sometimes it was three pages or four pages. And, you know, it took time and there was a lot of detail in them. And I just reacted and, and either to what was going on in pop culture or what I was interested in or what was what I remember writing and they the stories and the episodes just grew and grew and I pretty much did my own thing I mean the 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 publishers and the editors at, at BMX plus they never said gee you know you ought to back off on them. well I will take that I take that back I, I was chastised for occasionally showing too much cleavage you know I was a young guy right and and uh, and really a great editor, Roland Hines, who was a, a, a really smart, wise guy, a Christian. And he, he pulled me in his office and said, hey, Damien, you know, there's kids reading this. And every now and then, you know, uh, there's some stuff that's crossing the line. So, you know, I kind of grew up, too. You know, I started drawing it. You know, the first time I drew Matt, uh, excuse me, MX Mug was when I was in junior high. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, and then he eventually, he, he made it into the first issue of, of Radical Rick in 1979. And then, you know, I kind of matured over the years. I, through that time, I went from working at a small ad agency. Then I worked at uh, Marvel uh, when it was an animation company. And I got to rub elbows with Stan Lee and a bunch of really, really, really talented artists. And, and I look at Radical Rick now and I look at how much, uh, better it got through time, and I I wince at some of the episodes because I clearly phoned it in. <laughs> yeah, I remember Doctor Purin. Yeah, yeah, pure inflation, per and yeah. his whole <laughs> idea was to flood the the BMX market with uh, cheap made um, <laughs> bikes so that he could create inflation and yeah, destroy that... kids kids you know anything anything fun. Oh yeah, um, but yeah, I I am I'm super thankful and grateful that this little side thing I did now. Uh, so many people tell me they remember it fondly. I I you know I get a kick when these great artists contact me who can draw way better than me. Uh, you know, say hey, I read Radical Rick. Uh, it was such an important part of my. I drew him. I had pictures on my wall. I. And I, I still think of him so fondly, and I'm, I'm flattered. That's awesome to hear. Well, so many of us say that, and it's got to be a, a great honor. I wanted for people to know, and I want to talk about this, that in a recent video, and by the way, you can follow Damien on Instagram. We'll make sure everybody has that. But you recently did a video where my understanding is news recently broke that Radical Rick is up for nomination for the BMX Hall of Fame. <laughs> the, the BMX Hall of Fame has nominated in the industry category, not Radical Rick, but me. That's right. So that's right. I am the fortunate one. But I love your thinking. I wish it was Radical <laughs> Rick. I would have a... Radical Rick would have a chance to win. <laughs> um, I, you know, I, I, again, uh, we talked a little bit before, but I was not, I only signed my name Damien in yep. the script. I don't yep. think I, I mean, in the, I never said Damien Fulton. I never 
you know, I didn't, I didn't have pictures of me published in the magazine when I could avoid it. And, you know, so Radical Rick was always out front. And so to my detriment, because <laughs> in the ballot, you know, they have all these really, you know, Brian Secura, there's a bunch of, bunch of guys that are well known, Howie Cohen. I mean, these are, these are big pioneers who did important things to the, for the industry. And so when they stumble on their ballot and they see Damien Fulton, they'll go, Damien who? <laughs> but it's still an honor. It's still, it's still sweet. It's still sweet, right? Yeah, definitely. And I'll uh, let everyone know, follow Damien, D-A-M-I-A-N, Fulton, just how it sounds, F-U-L-T-O-N on Instagram. And you can see uh, the video. He's got sticker packs. He's got all kinds. A couple more things we'll talk about in terms of the merch available. What I wanted to ask you next was um, I wanted to briefly touch upon talk about merchandise. What was neat is I bought a bike a year, a few years back, several years back from Flight BMX. It was one of the ET Kuahara mm-hmm. reissues. They've done a couple of these over the course mm-hmm. of time. I just had to do it. Couldn't tell my wife, but I had to get one. Wow. But <laughs> you've, done, you've done some cool mashups, and 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 I, you'll want to hit on a few of them. But with Flight BMX, I love some of the stuff that you partnered with them on. I, I, again, Flight is such a good company, and they're the ones who reached out to me and said, hey, you know, I'm so blessed. This this calling of Radical Rick to a, a larger audience, like you said, I I guess the 80s and 90s are back, or, you know, it's just it just seems like the guys that grew up on BMX and skate and, and mini trucks, we'll get to that, they, they, um, they seem to... You know, they finally got some disposable income and they're thinking, you know, I'm not going to I'm not going to hold out. I'm I'm building the bikes of my dreams. Of course, you talked to Sean from Rad uh, BMX Builds uh, a, a little while ago, I believe. And, mm-hmm. and uh, you know what he's doing and how he has done. He did it. He took the, the Haro Radical Rick 24 inch and just killed it. He yes, did a he build did. that's so uniquely him. You know, that's what's great about what he does is he doesn't just restore. He is like a designer. So I was really, really happy that he was able to do that. The, the one thing I just got a little sidebar here. You, you mentioned E.T. and Kuahara. I my first job was working at a little I got hired at a little ad agency because I was I was working at BMX Plus and I was doing posters and like I would do uh, BMX race posters or design logos for clients and things like that. And, mm-hmm. and uh, this, uh, this uh, really talented uh, owner of, a, of that little agency said, hey, you know, you might, how would you like to be to work in advertising? And I said, well, what is advertising? And she goes, oh, they make ads. We make ads. And I said, I hate advertising, but she, <laughs> but she hired me anyway. And so I got to work on the early years. I worked on Kuahara and Diamondback ads and SE. And, you know, I, I look back at those old days and I can see little drawings and fingerprints. I, I have all over that, that stuff. And the Kuahara that you're mentioning, when ET came out, it was so huge that uh, they came out with, I designed, this is like such a random thing, but I designed the ET number plate that you could buy at Toys R Us or whatever. Eight billion of them made because our agency, that little tiny agency had Kuahara at the time and Howie Cohen was, was, uh, you know, licensing Kuahara to the, I mean, ET to the the industry. I wish I had one of those. It'd probably be worth a billion bucks. 
Yeah, that is so cool. And what was awesome is I I met Bob Haro at one of the Spring Fling BMX things here. Such a nice guy. And, you oh, know, yeah. I just, you know, I was a casual BMX, you know, reading the magazines, but I was never good. But I talked with him a few minutes and it didn't dawn on me. I wish it had that afterwards I read this article and I sent it to him. And then I found out he had supplied most of the photos but it didn't dawn on me until afterwards that he actually was the lead. He was the only rider that had gotten credited in the movie. And I thought that was so cool that I got to meet him and he was in ET. Mm. So that was, he is, he is, he is something else. He dated my wife's sister. So we're, we go way back. Uh, we were, we were quite the rivals because Bob is an excellent artist and he, um, he was doodling for BMX action, our rival magazine and the publishers who will go unnamed for bmx plus hated bob osborne i didn't have any beef i I didn't have any problem with this but they wanted so badly to beat him in 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 sales and subscriptions and everything so there was always this sort of plus bmx plus versus bmx action newsstand you know i don't think kids care but so so and bob and i have crossed paths many times we've collaborated on a shirt the last big race at Corona, which was this epic downhill. We did, we collaborated. We've talked about collaborating. He just gave me advice a couple of days ago. So we, we stay in contact. He's, he wrote a very nice um, note in, that's going to be in, in the upcoming Radical Rick Complete Episodes book. So yeah, Bob, Bob is a, a really talented designer, musician. He's, 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 uh, he's one of a kind. Yeah, that's pretty awesome, man. And it's neat to know that it, uh, you guys go back that long. I've said this before in the past, but if anybody gets a chance, uh, there's a website. It's called Narratively. And Narratively has um, the boys, the BMX boys of ET. And again, if you look at some of the credited mm-hmm. photos on there, you'll see Bob supplied some of those, which is neat. So good. Yeah. Now, he, he's, he's very good at that. Bob, last thing about yeah, Bob. Yeah, sure. Because this podcast is about me, not that we're rivals, okay? <laughs> but anyway, uh, Bob Bob has always had a business mind, and in the best possible way. And if you look at the history of you know his product design, just came out with new shoes. They're sick. They're so cool. But he, um, you know, he's the type of guy who would know how to, you know, say, you know, I'm going to archive some of these drawings, some of this stuff. Um, unlike me. I don't have any, I have very few of the original Radical Rick storyboards um, mm. of the artboards. So many of them just would go in and I'd never see them again. Remember, back then, nothing was, uh, everything was practical. There was no digital. I would drive up from Orange County to Los Angeles, which might have well have been like driving to, you know, downtown Manhattan, New York, <laughs> and, and, and meet with the, meet in the offices. I'd, I'd I'd always read the story out loud to everybody and perform all the voices and everything like that. And uh, wow. then John Carr would go through and, and he'd proofread it and he'd, he'd help me correct, or tell me, you know, grammar and spelling because that is not my forte. <laughs> and with, believe me, with phones right now, I, I oh my gosh, I'm, I'm worse than I've ever been. But, you know, then they would take those artboards, they would you know, send a giant package of original work off to a printer where they'd lay out the magazine and, you know, the magazine would come out and I might or might not get my artwork back. And I did illustrations for them and logos and all. 
you know, posters and all kinds of stuff. I would love to have that stuff. Now, my bet is that Bob has all that stuff. He was wise enough to keep it. Yeah, I know. Well, there's a whole other bunny trail we could go down, but I follow Drew Struzan very closely, as you know, the man that made so many oh, yeah. amazing movie posters and other things. And, you know, yeah. he had some of his artwork uh, stolen, kind of long story, but he was mm. able to get a lot of it back through auctions and stuff. Um, oh, gosh. There was some crazy, there's a crazy story behind it. But today, it, believe it or not, today's the fifth anniversary. I got to go to Texas five years ago today at the time of this recording. And Bill Allen, who played, he's an actor, of course, he was in uh, the mm-hmm. Rat movie. Uh, he had put mm-hmm. together this Hell Track event, which I thought was, you know, so neat uh, because I yeah. grew up, you know, watching the movie. Now, rest in peace mm-hmm. to Hal Needham. He was the director. He was an amazing um, mm-hmm. Canadian stuntman. But I always kind of mm-hmm. felt as I got older and I, and I put two and two together with, with Radical Rick, I always felt like Crew Jones may have been modeled after him a little bit. <laughs> Maybe I've heard, I've heard, I've heard the conspiracy theory. <laughs> um, you know, when he does the final ride and he's complete, you can't see his face. He's yeah. got dark goggles. That's because Eddie is writing that. Right. Eddie Fiole is is writing that. But you know, funny, funny irony of, or I should say, uh, coincidence. I'm doing a poster right now with it, it is. It looks like an old time, like from the '80s poster uh, like a, a fight poster like tyson versus hearns oh, and it yeah. says eddie fioli versus radical rick battle of the bull and and radical rick and eddie are the, you know the peak of their jumps facing each other and down below is a giant 80s and 90s crowd of characters including crew Jones. Yes, sign me <laughs> up i'm buying one of those <laughs> so uh, uh yeah funny Oh, what it, what an influence movie that was, and and how special it was to for for the sport to be represented. And you know, it's wild. Is if you go back and you watch the movie, it um, you really understand that it was a pretty small film. Mm-hmm. But when it came out, and I've heard this over and over, you know, it just seemed epic. Yeah, it was Top Gun on bicycles. You know, oh, yeah. it was just just so good. But, uh, yeah, you know, I thought about, I got a, uh, Bill Allen and I have not crossed paths and he probably knows of Radical Rick, but I don't think he knows of me, but one of these times we'll, we'll get together in an event or something like that. And, um, yeah, it'd be nice to meet him. Yeah. And my last comment on rad was that I think John Farnham as a kid, there's those two songs, you know, break the ice and, and thunder in your heart and even now thank god they're on spotify because i tell you on a rough day like if i just want to like you know get on my bike and ride like a kid i put that on and it's like dude i transform it's my time machine how isn't that crazy yeah it's so good and i think a lot of these larger size bikes are uh uh, really allow us to to connect to our inner kid yes that Um, was so smart the 24s and and all that stuff yeah and and up now you you hinted earlier at mini trucks and of course we talk a lot about mini trucks here but growing up in that er that greater you know los angeles area out there in california socal we'll Mm -hmm. call it Mm -hmm. do you have any fond memories i mean i or let me ask you this did you grow up driving in a mini truck we our first, my brother and I were a year apart, and we tagged along with my big brother, who was the guy who kind of was the the rapscallion, long-haired motorcycle hellion, <laughs> and of course he um, had a 1970 
Datsun pickup that was was basically our first car, my brother and I. We used it for paper routes. We used it to haul bicycles and, and motorcycles. And it was, uh, we, it, it was a, a deep burgundy, and that just wasn't cool. So uh, it was painted bright orange in the spirit of the time. <laughs> And, and we just, a funny story about that one, that car, we're both, we're all tall. All three of the brothers are, are pretty tall. I'm 6'2", he's, my brother Mark was 6'3", my older brother's 6'4". Wow. And so those cars, you know, very little, you know, the headroom wasn't the best, especially when we would go off-road, and we did go off-road. <laughs> and so what we did was that a lot of the cushions, the springs got really, really compressed, and, and, uh, 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 probably the, the 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 seat frame was smashed, so we looked like pretty small guys. And I remember we we had an altercation one time in high school, and uh, somebody was somebody had thrown trash in. Like we were we were going through the parking lot, and somebody took you know like uh, fast food trash and threw it in the back of our bed. Well, we we gave them a signal, and uh, it wasn't thumbs up. And it wasn't a shaka sign, and we drove off, and these guys just got really angry, and they were following us and swerving and like, God, pull over, pull over, you blankety but pull over, pull over. Well, so finally, finally, um, you know, we were just our little heads were popping up. We're basically sitting on the floorboards, and uh, we come to a stop, and we say, okay, this is going to be it. And we open the doors, and both of us. We were both six two, six three athletes, and and uh, they, there was a little bit of a of a chit chat, but they drove away. It was great. <laughs> it was like high tower so little, in police academy. <laughs> I had to, the uh, that little that little uh, Dotson was. I still like you know will jump on Craigslist and look around and and just see if there's one out there fondly. And then my first pickup was. Oh, by the way, in that period, you will know the body style of the generation, but. Um, Nissan did a really cool thing where they they uh, the the sheet metal was extended. It looked like it had near the door handle. It looked like the 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 next generation of that model was much slicker. Yeah, and it had the the kind of like shoulders from the rear uh, from the bed extending forward. Very oh, that that thing was the sweetest yep. thing. And and there was definitely guys in high school who made those rides absolutely uh beautiful and and they were hot and they got they got hot girls oh yeah uh, <laughs> ours were much more utilitarian i i moved up to tahoe and i had a a 65 uh, i'm sorry 75 uh, toyota pickup and that thing was great i slept in it i i the only you know i, I know how your listeners just love customizing their rides. Mm -hmm. I absolutely get it. And what I did, the, the closest thing to customization on that is I changed the lettering in the back from Toyota to Toidal because it was so slow. <laughs> T-O-Y-T-L-E, I think. Um, but it, yeah, I, I really, and I still will look at old Hollocks and, you know, I just, I just really love to that era and how exciting when they were small you know they were they agile were. and it was out of the gas you know period when i mean the ga gas crunch and they became all the rage and uh yeah really fun to see him see him 
on the road when they're especially today when they're still out there a lot like oh you gotta always honk and wave and <laughs> thumbs up what year what year i know you know because i know how cool that is when people ask me so i like to i like to give it back Oh yeah, quick fun story. Eighty nine, Gleaming the Cube comes out, big skateboarding movie. My friend Scott, he does custom diecast, so he made me the little I call it the Tony Hawk uh, Pizza Hut. Uh, it was a seventy eight Courier. He made me a little Hot Wheels from it. So I posted oh. one day and I tagged Tony Hawk, and uh, I had seen on YouTube Tony Hawk had lunch with uh, Christian Slater one day, and they talked about uh-huh. how he had fallen and got a scar from that day and. It was pretty cool. I, I really appreciate Tony Hawk and with his fans and stuff. He chimed in on it and said, yeah. oh, yeah. He told me the story on the post and stuff, and I thought that was cool. But, yeah, those trucks from that era, those, those tiny, the real mini trucks, as we call them, I mm-hmm. mean, it's, it's just a different era. Uh, I mean, I, I, I'm going way back. Not way back, but uh, my son. So it was time for my son to learn to drive a stick. I went even farther back and got him a 1964 Ford Ranchero. Oh, wow. And uh, yeah, so, and some people argue that those were the first mini trucks, but Mm -hmm. the, but the ones that handled well and started every time were the Nissans and the, and the Datsun for sure. Yeah, real quick, I'm a big Lincoln Continental fan from the 60s, and I saw on your website, oh, yeah. I couldn't tell if it was a T-Bird or a Lincoln, but you know, I love the Lincolns from the 60s. I've got a Lincoln podcast I do, and if you watch oh uh, Goldfinger, there's the, the uh-huh. famous scene, so they filmed it in January 64, and when Goldfinger comes out, they crush. It looks like a brand new 64 Lincoln. They actually do a switcheroo. It's a 63, so it's not even a year old. But when they crush oh, it, they make it they make it look like it crushes into this cube, and they put it in back of a ranchero, and it drives off. <laughs> it's a. Pr- <laughs> I'll have to send you the the scene. I think it's on YouTube. Oh, a ranchero! How great <laughs> is that? Yeah, that probably Ford paid for all of that. Right, right. It's like there's no way a crushed Lincoln <laughs> could fit, but it they make it you know with movie history. But uh huh. Let me ask you this. Um, talking about mini trucks, now, do you still drive a mini truck? I, I think I had seen something with a, um, a Raider that you may have had at one point. Yeah, I have a sweet 1988 Dodge Raider. <laughs> awesome. And right now, I'm sure your, your listeners are like going, what? <laughs> it is a, it's a really, um, well, I'll tell you a little bit about the car. It is actually a rebadged. Mitsubishi Montero short wheel short wheelbase uh, two door um, and very interesting story is um, you know the Japanese are really making inroads in the American car market you know America was trying to say we have more qual we're we, we're quality now sorry about all those crappy cars we built we, we are quality now and uh, and so to keep pace they had to import it was it wasn't uncommon for car they've done it for years is is for Detroit to import a car and then rebadge it. Well, that little Raider um, or the Mitsubishi that it's built on is really a very capable small SUV for four-wheel drive. You know, it has incredible 70s style for an 80s car. That's what yeah. I love about it. It's got round headlights, wind wings. You know, nobody <laughs> had wind wings back then. By then, everybody had moved on. But no, yeah. basically, Mitsubishi designed it so that it could be you know, fixed with a, a crowbar and a crescent wrench. So it's, it's, it's really a simple car, but it's very capable and really good approach angles. And 
So I got it from this, this guy. Oh, let me finish the story on this whole thing. So they only made them two years. I think only two years, two, three years. And the reason is, is when the, uh, the small SUV, the, these SUVs that came over that were imported, you know, Jeep didn't like that. Mm. It was a real threat to the Wrangler. So uh, there were some lobbyists, and they got the U.S. government to impose a tariff on all two-door four-wheel drive vehicles coming into America. Interesting. So what happened is the next year they came out with a four-door. They killed that two-door. Um, you can still find them around, um, but, oh, my gosh, I love it. The, the, the greenhouse, uh, man, the windows are so tall. <laughs> they are. And, uh, oh, gosh, they're fantastic. You know, and it, it, it really, like I said, feels like a 70s car, but it, it's got, you know, headrests and it's got, you know, disc brakes. It's automatic and it, it's all got on the flight four-wheel drive so it's 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 the best it feels old and vintage and funky and at the same and i've got it totally stock uh the license i have a custom license plate that says indie right because it's our whole family indie yeah <laughs> awesome i love it yeah our whole family are big indiana jones fans so uh it, you know and it's got a clutch bar you know bar that you can grab in the passenger seat you know so great That's so I, cool. and, and the way that vehicle came to my possession is i was looking for i've looked for i've, I've looked at the bronco twos i was looking at all kinds of small suvs but but this one kept coming up and and people were nutty about them and really passionate so I get this, this guy has, you know, those people that take a project to the 95% line and yes. they just can't finish it. Yeah. And it's been, it just, so I found one that was about at the 80, 85% line. He got the engine together. Um, it hit, he got it from some lady who had it sitting for, you know, five or 10 years at a trailer park. And, uh, I was able to get it after it was completely rebuilt. Uh, it's got super low miles. And now that it's been rebuilt and I had a, a guy who does custom hot rod interior, do the interior wow. with marine, uh, marine vinyl. So um, it's like what they put in boats. So if I go back to the beach and I'm wet or I'm sweaty from working out, I just, it doesn't matter. The seats are like They're impenetrable. Yeah. yeah. And, and then I, I painted it um, uh, uh, a really, actually I took a, a modern Subaru color, which is this sort of dull blue mm -hmm. gray and, and then painted the top white and chrome wheels, you know, with, with some, with, and it's got a full size spare in the back. I don't cover it. Got to see that spare. I'm not going to cover <laughs> it with some silly thing like honk if you like SUVs, you know, <laughs> but, um, it's, it's really, it's, 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 a, and you know, I thought I'm always looking for my next ride. But my kids are saying now I can't sell that car. So if I get another ride, it's going to have to be, it's going to have to be like like your BMX bike. It's going to have to be a closet project. There you go. I like it. Now, when you think of you know just another couple questions about mini trucks. Um, you know, when I yeah. think of Whittier or Van Nuys or even my friend Ruben. Shout out to Ruben. You know he. Mm -hmm. Talks about time on Balboa Island. That's where I met Sean, by the way, when I was out there wow. last September. Like mm -hmm. when you think of all these different areas and some of the skate and bike parks, do you remember many like the skaters and bikes? You know, guys like Mike Dominguez that were throwing their stuff in there. Well, let me let me throw a couple things. You covered a lot of things yeah. there. Yeah. Um, 
Balboa Island, we lived in Irvine, which is about four miles uh, from Balboa. Ah. And Balboa was the scene in high school. Okay. They had a little fun zone on the other side. And what happens is there's a ferry that takes you across the harbor to the fun zone. Ah. So what, what would happen is all these cool rides, mini trucks would line up on a Friday night. Wow. Probably any night, but we only could get there Friday nights and, and they back up. So what you would have, it was a way of cruising without really cruising. Um, because, because to get on the ferry, the ferry could only take four, three or four cars at a time. Mm Mm-hmm. So you had, you know, it, it really became a scene as it backed up and then went around the block and down the main street about the island. Very cool thing. Now, as far as seeing all the guys in their rides, the, uh, you know, in their trucks, the only time I ever saw that was in the offices of BMX Plus. Ah. I, you know, m- my, my world was so small when I was young, I, I just didn't get out. You know, these guys were traveling all over to these events and things. And then I got in the habit of each month I'd come in, I'd drop off my story. I'd see all the photos. John Carr would have, you know, uh, proof sheets with, 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 you know, the entire session. Mm-hmm. And so, oh yeah. And I remember uh, it was so great. How many, how many girls bikes can you pile in a in a, a mini truck <laughs> and they look they look like they were, were lowered man they were just come <laughs> so compressed and i loved how they're always smiling and it's just a crack up yeah so i know i never really got a chance to see those guys um you know unless i ran into them at some kind of like a there used to be big bicycle trade shows but um yeah now now i can only hope to run into them in their in their adult state yeah for sure uh, just a couple more questions. Um, I think back to when I was younger in the late 80s, and um, even mm-hmm. before that, a couple years before that, I can't find anything online, but my parents somehow got cable in the mid-80s in Lando Lakes, Florida. And on ESPN, wow. they had a thing called Hot ESPN Nights or Hot Summer Nights, and it was mm-hmm. it was so neat because it was surfing, it was street skating, it was bite. And that's where I was mm-hmm. like, I was hooked. But then... Nickelodeon came out with a show, I don't know if you remember, in the late 80s called Skate TV, and I found those on YouTube, and when you think back to some of the movies, like we said, you know, Rad, but, you know, Thrashing, Gleaming the Cube, and things like that, Mm -hmm. it's really neat to me to reflect back and say, you know, it was cool that Hollywood did kind of jump on the bandwagon a little bit and say, hey, we're going to throw a movie Mm -hmm. for your sport, because to me... That did help, I think, catapult it a little bit. Now, I, I know some things slowed down no, in the 90s, but I still think it was neat. Yeah, it was so valuable because, like I said, you know, in the surf world, they always had, you could get VHFs, VHSs and, and, finally, and the skate world, too. They started yes. doing that finally in the BMX world. But, um, you know, I'm going to jump the shark here to talk about the movie industry, and Radical Rick has been... Uh, when, when, when BMX was going off in the eighties and it was very trendy, you know, of course, um, Hollywood came courting and video game companies and radical Rick has been optioned multiple times for films. There's been, uh, multiple video game development happening. Um, and you know, my, where I, I've done so many development decks and, I'm at the point now where, um, you know, someone from a producer from Netflix or somebody calls and says, Hey, you know, we love radical Rick. We think it would make a great, 
you know, fill in the blank, series, movie, animated show, video game. And uh, not that I'm jaded, but it's, it's like I've got so many other things to do that yeah. are really, really productive. So now I'm at the point where I just go, you go do that thing. You go ahead. You put that pitch deck together. You tell me about the story. You go, brother. You make that magic, you know, because there's so much sweat equity I've had in the past developing and understanding my character and, you know, getting, I, you know, I've pitched in studios with, with teams of, of writers and producers, but it's kind of like, you know, it's, it's, it's a intangible unicorn goal. It would be great if Radical Rick ever came to the big screen, but um, I am so content with just drawing Radical Rick, you know, enjoying what, what, how it's coming back around um, if we never see a Radical Rick movie, cartoon show, video game, fine. But um, I've certainly waded my foot into that world and, and seen uh, the, the, the craziness and the promises and the, the lack of promises and the attorneys and the, and the lawyers. And the, yeah. real, real quick, I had a, a Lionsgate was uh, going to do Radical Rick film and we had a script that was developed. It was really cool. And, um, Unfortunately, an earlier option had kept the movie, had kept the, uh, it's called a chain of title. Aww. And I said, well, that's not fair. You guys don't own it. You didn't fulfill your option uh, duty. And they said, that's okay. You can litigate us in court. It'll, we'll fight you the whole way. Um, or you can pay us 30 grand right now and we'll just give it right back to you. Oh, Lord. That's the way Hollywood works. So. Yeah. Anyway, for all you producers out there and all you people that are excited about the upcoming next generation movie of BMX, God bless you, producers. Please, please treat whoever the creatives are fairly and and uh, get that movie made in the best possible way. Oh, yeah, I agree. Um, as we wind it down here, I think a couple of the mashups that I've seen you do, we mentioned with Haro. Uh, our good mm-hmm. friend Sean at Rad BMX uh, mm-hmm. uh, builds. I would tell people follow him on Instagram yeah. and, and 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 YouTube. Oh, yeah. But how cool is it after all these years? You know, you kind of hinted on it earlier, but it's got to be a neat feeling knowing that so many folks want to want to link up with Damian Fulton to to talk about Radical mm-hmm. Rick and produce great content. Well, Jason, you're you're an example of it, man. You you know. I was just so thrilled. You even uh, you even knew who Radical Rick was. You you did your homework. I mean, you are you're a good journalist. Um, <laughs> Thanks. And and I really appreciate it. You know, uh, like I said earlier on, I I drew Radical Rick because I love bicycles. I like cartooning, and I like having control of the episodes. As as life got complicated, I. I could come up with any story I wanted and I didn't get, I didn't have any focus groups or didn't have to get it, run it by clients. I just, I just got to do what I wanted to do. And I look back and I'm just amazed that they gave me the keys to the kingdom and let me do that. And, um, you know, I hope I'm working on this and I've been working on it. Everybody knows this, not everybody knows this, but anybody who knows me knows that I have a book coming out. Um, it is the complete episodes of radical Rick and, um, folks have been clamoring for that forever. It's been started and stopped and started and stopped. And I'm so excited to tell you that we'll be debuting it 
in uh, October at the BMX Hall of Fame. Wow. There's going to be a special Radical Rick exhibit there. And if everything goes well, after, you know, I don't know, 40 years in the making, we're actually going to have a Radical Rick complete compendium, the, all the episodes in one big, wow. flashy, awesome coffee table book that you can stick, you can display, display proudly and have your neighbors come over and, and, and really prove that you are, you're a rad dude. It's, it's, it's going to be awesome. I can't wait. It's got a bunch of really nice comments and memories from, you know, like, uh, uh, condors in there. And, and, uh, but a lot of the great old writers have, have been kind enough to, to write their memories of radical Rick. So it's, it's, it's going to be pretty special. So cool. Uh, everyone, you can follow, again, Damien, just how it sounds, D-A-M-I-A-N, Fulton, all together on Instagram. Where else would you refer people to go, um, Damien, if people wanted to find out more information or see some of your awesome artwork? Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, Instagram is probably the best place, at uh, Damien Fulton. I also have a, a website which shows more of my – we didn't really touch on it today, but I've been a pretty prolific – artist uh in the fine arts world and studio art uh i do a kind of a genre i like to call i call it urban surf which is the combination of sort of the you know living near the coast of la mm -hmm. it's not exactly swinging you know hammocks and hula girls it's a little more gritty and and uh, brutal out here but anyway that's at damienfultonart.com and so you can see some of my pieces there yeah, I've looked at some of the stuff. I would encourage people, as Damien said, to go out there and look. There's a little biography there as well, but some of the stuff is so neat when you look at just the the mashup of all the cool stuff that we've talked about. Um, oh, thank you. Which I think is neat. Of course, Radical, R-A-D-I-C-A-L, Rick, BMX.com. I know there's a cool landing page there, and I know that more than likely, to your point, uh, via social media and via this website, you'll have more information as we get into the end of the year as it relates to Radical Rick. You better believe it. And I, I just want to thank you and your listeners and, you know, those that are championing BMX and, and that period because, uh, you know, as you we touched upon earlier, it really was a unique time. And, um you know, I'm, I'm moving on to other, you know, I, I guess I, I, you know, you grow up, you, 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 you have kids, you do other things in your career and your life and to get to go back and to really sit for a while in that period is, is really precious. And, and I'm, I'm really, I'm really thankful that you, that we got a chance to talk. Thank you. Yeah, definitely tip of the cap to you and your family. I know, um, you know, you're just a great guy out there. And uh, again, I was very excited to see you link up with Sean. Uh, I met Sean through trucks and through the podcast, and he's a passionate guy as you are. So if we can highlight great people, especially someone like yourself that I've looked up to a long time, we just salute you, Damien. Uh, Jason, it's the Mutual Admiration Society. Thank <laughs> you, brother. Hey, no problem. And I'm glad... Uh, uh, last thing though, Indy Five. I'm excited about it. I know some. Uh, you know, I don't re really read the reviews too often because people want to throw things under the bus a little bit. But I tell you, I was revisiting Raiders, and it's just such a great series. And I'm just excited to see how Indy's going to go out. Let me tell you, I just had this conversation, Ooh. and I said I'm going to the movies. I'm getting a popcorn and I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to see Indiana Jones and I know he's getting some heat for, Oh, they, they de-aged him and they're using a CGI. I go, 
great. Yeah, it looks I great. I want to see more young Harrison Ford content. Yes. Yeah, I'll he looks great it. in all the previews. It looks awesome. Oh, gosh. So I'm, I'm so stoked. good. Get the fedora. Finally, the technology the is there, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, with you. I'm with you, Damien. Well, listen, thank you so much, man. We're going to get this out in about a week or so. And uh, we are excited about the new stuff. We'll keep it locked to Damian Fulton on Instagram. That way we can see all of your new things and uh, say hello to your family and keep uh, safe out there in California. I will. I will. And you too. And if you've got like a a PDF or something, a promo, let me know when it's coming out so I can, I can shout it out too. Thank you, Damian.